Oh my god. What? Where, where's the punchline? Are we we're not starting or Yeah, we're we're live, dude. Oh, okay. Dang. Whoa. Welcome Hi. to another episode. Uh, music speaks sometimes loud. That was dude, that was a flop. Man, just like this whole fucking year. That was a flop. No, that was a flop because you didn't give me the head start. No, I did. I, like I said, I knew. No, nope, I knew it was nope. gonna. We we're gonna start off like that, but nope, you're like, nope. Whoa, what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Zero shits given. You dropped the ball, just like your entire generation. Just a generation of ball droppers. Anywho, <laughs> there's a long pause. <laughs> you have no rebuttal. That's not good, dude. So, um, what's new this week? The new episode of Loki aired yesterday. It's pretty fun. It's good stuff. Are we doing port or podcast? It's a port, bro. Okay, so this is pre-Loki. Okay, so you got your <laughs> you got your timelines mixed up. No, I'm just I'm just messing with you, dude. So the new song that came out this week um, was a. You explain it. Tell me about it. It was Last Train Home by the one and only Mr. John Mayer. Um, just to throw so this, this out there, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. It's it's Mr. M48 that loves his music, so carry on. Oh, and also, did it drop on midnight? It drops 9 p.m. local time, so on our side of the, the, the what is it, the, the sphere or whatever? Yes. It was nine it was nine PM. So it dropped nine PM on Friday. And I had already heard like half of it because of all the, the leaks and all of the um the TikToks that uh John had posted on his own account. And man, did it not disappoint. There's it, it so was a very catchy much tune, to dude. unpack here. It is a catchy tune. Very, it's it's catchy. It has a very catchy, safe melody. I mean, when when uh, we heard the the TikTok that he posted back in March or something, it had that kind of catchy melody, and I was like, okay. It was like, and then a lot of people were, were like, it sounds a lot like uh, Africa by Toto. Okay. So I was like, maybe maybe that's what he borrowed from. Oh, maybe, but he was definitely trying to capture an era. And that era is the 80s. And he, I like how every time he plays that song, he uses the pink silver sky. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that uh, sooner rather than later. So um, he had another song that he wrote about 1983, but it was more of a story of his life. Yeah, that was that was old mayor. We're talking about new mayor right now. Nobody cares about old mayor. We're talking about the new mayor. The new mayor of town. The cor the chorus using mayor. Yeah, because he was basing his entire rig off of '80s available amps. Dude, that Soldano. I told you he was using a Soldano, man. Yeah, but was it blended? I didn't hear none of the Soldano esque tones. That's the thing. We don't know. We don't know yet. It's like, we, we okay, we just saw the video, right? Yes. So we see the Soldano. That's probably like the most identifiable amp in the video, right? Yes. 
And then to the left, we have the Old Faithful, the Dumble Steel String Singer. Yes, we do. And then we have a little bit lower to the right, we see the Rolling Jazz Chorus. The Vintage Jazz Chorus. I don't know if it's vintage. It's or... vintage because of the back. I saw the back uh, ports of it. It's vintage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the modern one has the effects loop. Oh, okay. So anyways, I mean, there's, I mean, again, it, it's a music video, so we don't know if that's truly what he was using. But I have a good feeling that the Soldano was probably the main amp used in even the recording of the song. Hmm. Because it just has that Soldano kind of late 80s Clapton tone. And we all know, we've, we've talked about this um, on a few episodes on the podcast, that Soldano is the way to go with like the, the kind of late 80s sustained tone. It's definitely not the cleanest of clean tones. It's not no, like no, the, it's, it's not like the Dumble. No, no, it's headroom, but it's also kind of the sustain and lead tone. Like, I mean, it's not like distortion, but it's like overdrive slash sustain slash headroom. A lot of uh, guitar players use the Soldano during that era, um, and some continued even afterwards. Even when you watch a lot of recording guys, they always have a Soldano in the back, an SLO on 100. So what would you think about that song when you heard it in its entirety? I loved it. I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling of the direction that it was going. I mean, it had that, that catchy melody and kind of... It, it was really simple lyrics. I mean, um, like... The older mayor, we're we're kind of used to in-depth lyrics and like a lot of lyrics at a time, but it's like he's kind of learning from that and he's kind of simplifying his lyrics and his songwriting. No, I, I think that was specific to that gen of song he's trying to do. He's very specific on this version of it. Well, it's specific, but I mean like the the amount of words that are used. Yep. He's trying to... I, I don't know. I felt like he was really like... How do I explain? Like he was really trying to capture that era. Like not, not trying to venture out. He played it so... That song is so safe. Mm-hmm. Like it is the perfect... If you were to analyze pop music, that that song is a perfect <laughs> um, interpretation of that generation. If you, were to, if you were to analyze pop music in 1986, that would... That would that would be it. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I thought that was funny. That was actually the part I thought. I was like, when I heard the song, I wasn't thinking like, because I'm more of a. I'm trying to see. Okay, what is he trying to do here? Like, what's the story he's trying to tell? And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, freaking nerd. I know what he's doing. <laughs> but I thought it was great. I thought it's a good. To- it's a good song coming out of the pandemic. But like, yeah, I was saying we're we're kind of used to dissecting a lot of Mayer's songs because it was. The the old his older songs had that intention of like dissect it. Come on, like dissect it. I want you to. Oh yeah, but, like like neon. Yeah, but like this song, it's like just have a good time, you know. Let let's party. Let's let's pretend like it's nineteen eighty six. Oh man, people are hell of um, going on the TikTok to, like, playing side by side with the chords. It's like trending. And then, 
and then may and then uh the surprise to me was uh Marin Morris. Oh, at the end? Yeah. Cuz remember back in February or I think it was whatever uh whatever month that the the Grammys were on um he had played guest guitar on her song uh Bones. And we were kind of talking about it, you know, we were kind of dissecting the Grammys a little bit. He was like the the last gen musician to be a part of the Grammys because everyone was like kind of the new era kind of Grammys music kind yes. of stuff. And he was like the last, the previous gen before that. And he and it was kind of like, we're like, oh, okay, we got Mayer coming out. He's playing guitar on um, a new female country artist song. You know, that's pretty cool, you know. He's he's definitely becoming that Clapton of like the Clapton of just this generation. Yeah, that that's uh that's another thing we talked about. We're like he's like the Clapton. He's like just kinda picking and choosing who he wants to play with and have a guest appearance on and Marin Morris is one of them and uh foreshadowing. Now yeah, and now Marin Morris is uh a guest on his song. That's he, pretty cool. He's been foreshadowing this entire song for a while now. That's the, I think that's what's making this fun now. He he's foreshadowing everything he does, like very deliberate. He's mm-hmm. now he it's beyond music at this point. It's just he's having fun. He's having fun. He's he's culminating his personality of being, you know, a little bit on the mysterious side, but he's really like if you're a fan, he's giving you a lot to kind of digest. Mm-hmm. And he's he's kind of he's kind of always been like that. I mean, more more uh recent versus like when he was uh, a little younger but it's like he's kind of like it's he's kind of like he's he's giving them like a little bit of the fans a little bit of a slack and then he's like pulling it back a little bit and then he's like and then the fans are like wait wh- where's the rest and he's like you know when he's kind he of was toying with you. when he was starting with room for squares um, fortunately enough, I got to kind of follow this dude's career. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first artist I can legitimately say. I was young, and he came out with his album, and I'm, like, close. He's kind of, like, four years or five years older than me, but I'm able to follow the, you know, because his only rival at that time was Jack. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Jack. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Because Room for Stars came out, and then Jack Johnson was, like, the rival to him. And so was the other guy, um, Jason Mraz. They were like the was three he? the three guys that were popping out with that genre of acoustic ass singing mixed with guitar pop. Yeah. But out of those three, you can clearly identify that Mayer is like, no, this guy's something different. He this is not him. Like he, he's gonna be this badass shredder. Like this well, at that time we called him shredders. He's gonna be this badass player, and he, we're gonna wait for him to show us that. Mm-hmm. So nowadays I don't know about you, but I haven't really heard much from Jack Johnson or Jason Mraz. And now Mayer's kind of become his own signature. Like, he's kind of everywhere now. Yeah, he's kind of like, like you said, he's kind of like that, the modern day Clapton. Because, like, in the mid to late 80s, it was kind of like, okay, Clapton wasn't really putting any new stuff out. He was kind of like living off his reputation a little bit. And that's kind kind of what Mayer was doing for the last three or four years. I mean, he had a pretty successful summer tour uh, a couple years ago, but um, 
it was kind of like like you weren't putting any new music out but like he was picking and choosing like who he wanted to jam with and who he wanted to work with you know what i mean kind of yep. like how how clapton was doing in the mid 80s yep that was uh that was more common back then nowadays i don't even see much many collaborations unless i'm not I'm missing the the mark on that no because I mean, if you want somebody to play a blues guitar on like your new single or, you know, something that needs a little bit of guitar work, the main person you call is Mayor right now. Huh. And it's funny because when he was doing his early tours, he had that other guy playing guitar for him on the background because he was so focused on the acoustic side of it. Forgot that guy's name. Yeah, whatever. Any final thoughts? Uh, the song's a banger, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be the summer jam. It definitely does. Uh, for you metalheads out there or whatever heads, it's it's definitely an interesting piece. It's different. It's mellow. Not a not a song you're gonna be listening to at the gym, but a, definitely a song you want to listen to while you're driving. Oh, dude, I'm playing this song everywhere. Not you the, could play not the gym. anybody. Anybody, you could play this song at the gym. Hell no, you can't. Hell yeah, you can. Hell no, you can't. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> hell no. It's not a gym song. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, <laughs> What a hater. <laughs> He's a sports number one. <laughs>